0: Hey Westside family, Jake Gilbert here, one of the leaders in charge of our media department. Thanks for joining us for today's message. We hope you are blessed by what God has been speaking to us through our pastors and leaders, and we pray this leads you into an even more intimate relationship with Jesus. We love you guys and enjoy. Reversing the curse uh, with worship. Can you say reversing the curse? So I want to give a little intro. So I have an intro. I have a part one, a part two, and an ending. And hopefully my plan is to blast through it all today and try my best not to get on rabbit trails. But I have to uh, kind of give you an intro of what do I mean by curse, number one, and what do I mean by worship? Or what does the Lord uh, mean by curse and what does the Lord be my, mean by worship in this context? So basically, reversing the curse with worship. What does curse mean in this context? It basically means the hardship of sin. Let me say that again so it kind of gets inside your head a bit. Curse in this message means the hardship of sin. One, two, it means the lack of blessing because of sin. When we sin, meaning disobeying God, are not following what the Bible teaches us to follow as a New Testament believer. When we sin, when we do not follow God's ways or live according to the Bible, there can be hardship that begins to overtake our life. Not only hardship, but we can also find ourselves in a situation where we are experiencing not the fullness of God's blessings that we could experience. We could be experiencing the lack of blessings. Now, I'm not speaking in the context of what will send you to hell or not. That is not the message today. Uh, I, I, I'm not doing that. And I'm not speaking as if God doesn't love you or if God doesn't care for you. I'm simply speaking from a realistic uh, truth that when we disobey God we invite hardships on, in, in our life and even in our family and we position ourselves for a lack of blessings and I feel like I have a confirmation through scripture with this that's in 2nd Chronicles 6 6 I'm going to read it to you and I'm sorry uh, I don't think we have things on the screen we have some issues with that today oh awesome right on Dennis uh, I don't want you just to see the, full, the the picture of this. I want you to see see the mindset of God's people outside of the law. What they were how and they had this mindset because of their experience with God. So let's read this and I'll, I'll tell you what I'm talking about. When the heavens are shut up and there is no rain because they have sinned against you. All right, let's just. Hit the pause button for a second. When the heavens are shut up, in other words, when blessings aren't coming, and there is no rain because, no rain meaning hardship, remember, no blessings and hardship, because they have sinned against you. So we see a belief. We see an experience from, from the children of God at this time in life that believes the heavens could be shut up and the rain could not come simply because God's children was sinning against him this was a prayer of Solomon to God before the second or before his temple was uh, erected so that's what I mean by curse let's look at worship what do I mean by worship so in modern Christian terminology worship is the music part of a service or it could, could include the overall church service. Let me say this again. Worship in modern Christian terminology is the music part of a service or the overall church service. I'm going to a worship service. I really enjoyed the worship service. When most Christians say that, they are talking about music or they are talking about the overall gathering. That is different than what you find in biblical times. So when you look at the Bible and you look at worship in the context of worship in scripture, this is what you have. You, well, what you don't have is it is not talking about music and it is not talking about going to, to, to the temple, even though going to the temple could be a part of their worship practice and in within itself. That's not what it means. So worship in the Bible simply means to make a sacrifice or to give an offering unto the Lord. Let me say that again. So when you come across worship in Scripture, in a nutshell, it does not mean music and it does not mean going to the temple. What it means is to make a sacrifice, which is called in most places in the Bible, offering unto the Lord. And in the Bible, or in the Old Testament, there's actually like, there's a bunch of types of offerings, but there was five like main sacrifices. There's the burnt sacrifice, the grain, the peace, the sin, and the trespass. And then there's other ones that kind of feed or come off of those five main ones. So in this message today, what I'm really talking about when I'm saying reversing the curse with worship, what I'm not saying is reversing curse, your lack of blessing with praising God when it comes to what is labeled worship music. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying, and I feel like the Holy Spirit has led me to say today, the whole premise, the whole context of this is reversing the hardship and reversing the lack of blessing from God on our life by making the due and the proper sacrifices unto the Lord as the Bible teaches us to make. Does that make sense? And so sacrificial worship is not just an Old Testament act, but sacrificial worship is a godly act that is carried out by God's people unto their God. Now, what we sacrifice is different in the Old Testament they sacrificed animals and grains we don't sacrifice animals and we don't sacrifice grains in the New Testament what we sacrifice is our living beings let me read you a verse that confirms that Romans 12 1 and I will be hitting this verse two other times in this talk today I beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of God that you present your bodies, a living sacrifice, a living offering, or a living worship, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. So we see biblical or worship sacrifice is not just an Old Testament thing, but it is a biblical thing that, Should occur between God and his children, between creator and creation, between him and us. Can I get it right on this morning? So now let's look at the base of of, of Wednesday night. So let me read it to you and then we'll jump into it. Genesis 8 verse 20 through 21. Then Noah built an altar to the Lord. And took some of every clean animal and some of every clean bird and offered burnt offerings on the altar. And when the Lord smelled the pleasing aroma, the Lord said in his heart, I will never, can you say never, I will never again curse the ground because of man for the attention of man's heart is evil from his youth. Okay, now let's look at this. Let's connect this with another Bible. Let's look at what what, what is happening. Let's connect it to another Bible verse and let's apply it to ourselves. So what is happening? Noah and his family have been in a boat for a little bit over a year. They have gone through the flood. They have landed. Uh, They have come out of the boat. They have come up on dry ground and One of the first things he did is erect an altar because there was no altar there before. He erected an altar and he took some clean animals, the type of animals that you are supposed to offer unto the Lord for an acceptable Uh, sacrifice and i will get to this in a moment there is acceptable sacrifices and there are unacceptable sacrifices when it comes to worshiping god so he took an acceptable sacrifice he offered it unto the lord the bible says when i just read it to you when when god wasn't expecting it it wasn't something that god was just going to say and do this was what we, what we don't know as if this was the plan of God or not, but what we do know is that when God smelt Noah's worship, something in him changed, and there was a change of attitude, and there was a change of plan, and there was a change of will. And... This is not the only time that a servant of God has went before the Lord and has carried out an act and has changed the heart, changed the will, and changed the plan of man. If you really want to change something, if you really want to change the heart of God, the mind of God, the will of God, the plan of God, just get before the Lord and offer a proper type of worship. Come on, I'm preaching better than you're responding this morning. So it pleased God and then God had this response. I will never again curse the ground because of man. Now this phrase is connected to when God first cursed the ground because of a singular man and it was Adam. So after Adam sinned, God had a conversation with Adam, and then God uh, uh, pronounced the judgment upon Adam, and because of Adam's sin, what was cursed? The ground. Adam was already cursed to death, but in addition to him being cursed to death, the ground in which he was to provide for his family for was there also cursed. A foundation a base had been laid the plan the purpose the will the judgment of God had been established but now Noah and Noah and his sons is linked to Adam and what and what would have been Adam's sons prior to sin because if you read a little bit further in in, in the story of Noah the same like direction that God gave Adam and Eve he gave Noah and his family to fill the earth subdue it and so forth so we see this connection between Noah and Adam and the great connection is Noah offered a proper sacrifice unto the Lord whereas Adam Adam offered sin unto the Lord, but now God came or God smelt and was pleased with this aroma. And the worship of Noah unto God created this response. Never again will I curse the ground because of, let's put it this way, because of Adam. So what has really happened here? What has really happened is God established a judgment but just because, man, and I love this, this shows the mercy and the grace of God. Just because God establishes a judgment just because God closes up blessings just because the heavens stop raining upon you doesn't mean that mercy and grace cannot be accessed it's just we have to go through the right steps the right action the right praise the right worship to access the grace and the mercy of almighty God and Noah had it down pat Noah came unto God and he offered a clean animal of worship. And he worshiped God in a proper way. And this proper way of worshiping God just didn't initiate a response, but it opened the heart of God. And at the heart of God is love, is mercy, is grace, is kindness and goodness. And out of this heart, the the curse was reversed. And God gave a promise. He just didn't make a blanket statement. He made a promise. He said, I I will never curse the ground again because of Adam's sin. The curse was reversed. Let's hit this home now. Your curse, your lack, your issue, your hardship, your inability to receive blessings from heaven because of choices in your life can be reversed if you would so only come unto the Lord with a proper and clean type of sacrificial worship. Come we got to shake something. We got to shake. Mm, That's good right there. If I give the Holy Spirit a high five, fist bumping the Holy Spirit. That was good right there. So what does it mean to offer a proper type of worship? Let's dive into this a bit deeper. We have to look at the word clean. So Noah offered a clean animal unto the Lord. For us, this simply means being saved by believing in Jesus and by confessing Jesus as our Lord. Christ makes us clean. Period. You're not going to enter into the totality of God's blessing outside of Christ. You're not going to experience God being pleased with your worship outside of Christ. You're not going to experience anything that God has for you outside of Christ because Christ and his righteousness has made us clean so now we can come unto to God, not as an unclean being, but as a clean being. So, level one, step one, 101 worship is you have to start with confessing that Jesus Christ is your Lord and He is the Son of God, and you have to believe in His deity, but also believe that He rose from the grave. So a belief and a confession of Christ as the son of God that was risen from the grave is, has to go before is a precursor to truly worshiping the Lord. Then we have to look at offerings, which means sacrifices. What kind of sacrifices are we meaning here? Jumping back to Romans 12, 1. Let me read it again. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Can you say living sacrifice? Holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable. If you want to dive deeper into the meaning of the term reasonable, it means rational or logical service. Present. Your bodies as a living sacrifice. What does this mean? Do we cut ourselves? No. Do we put ourselves up on a cross? No, The Bible says anybody aside from Christ that puts themselves up on the cross is accursed themselves. There's people in other countries think they get closer to God when they allow themselves to be crucified, but yet without dying. That is erroneous, that is stupid. This has nothing to do with us cutting ourselves. This has nothing to do with us allowing ourselves to be tortured. And guess what? This has nothing to do with your works. Some people think that they are offering God a good sacrifice of worship when they work for the Lord. You cannot do enough work for God to pay for what he's already done for you. So don't even try because it will never amount up to the totality of blessings and your eternity where you're headed because you believe in Jesus. So stop trying to work for God. You will never pay it back. But there is an expectation which right here in Romans says is a reasonable service. It's reasonable. You trying to work for what God has done for you is not reasonable. You're not... You're you're, you're never going to pay it back. If you're working for God, you should work for one of or both reasons. One of two reasons or both reasons. Number one, because you just love God. Number two, because you see or you feel that he's calling you to do whatever you're doing. Not to try to pay back the indebtedness of salvation. So what does it mean? It means that we sacrifice... The sin that our bodies wants to do well I think I heard a pin drop read, read this verse again I beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice don't you sit there and act like you don't want to sin Most of, the, most of the time th- th- there's a few exceptions to the rule most of the time when you sin the devil didn't make you do it somebody else didn't make you do it your history didn't make you do it you chose to do it and you chose to do it because there was something in you that wanted to do it Hmm. casting got that tongue That's the truth. And when we force ourselves to not do what we want to do, what is that called? Sacrifice. It might be discipline, but before it's discipline, it's a sacrifice. When you're wanting to have sex before you're married, And you know how it gets when it gets all hot and heated and you're making out? Don't be embarrassed. This is real stuff. And your body is like, I want it, I want it, I want it. And you're like, no, I am going to restrict my body. I'm going to restrict my emotions. I am going to control my hormones. And I'm going to honor God by honoring my body and I'm going to wait until I'm married before I have sex. Guess what? That is a sacrifice. Because everything in you is wanting it but the Bible says you should be married before you do it. It's a sacrifice. When you're at a party and everybody's hammering down. Let's look at it both ways, not both ways, but both ways. Some people have the liberty to drink, some people don't have the liberty to drink at all. And as you know, I embrace both. Let's look at both of them. Let's say you don't have the liberty to drink at all, but you're at a barbecue. And you got the craftsman beer out there and you got the mixed drinks and you it's just it's 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 going down the music's pumping everybody's having a good time everyone's laughing and chilling but you know you know you know you know that you are not to touch alcohol and everybody's looking at you like you're weird or something because you ain't carrying a red cup around oh no that's redneck parties right there y'all don't do redneck parties huh Whatever it might be, everyone's carrying something around and you're like, you, you want to fit in, you want to be a part, maybe you want the taste, maybe you want just, 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 just the feeling of that nice cold beer in your mouth, but you know you are not to touch it. And you refrain and you restrict yourself in spite of what everybody else is doing. What is that? It's a sacrifice. And what is it if you go ahead and do it? Say it, somebody. It's a sin. The Bible says when you know to do wrong and you do it anyway, it is a sin. Now let's go to the other side of the map. Let's say you have the liberty to drink a little bit. Never in excess, never unto drunkenness. That is a sin. The Bible teaches that. But let's say you have the liberty to drink a little bit. But yet again, you're at a party and things are hopping and you've had a couple of beers or a couple of whatevers and you want more. Everyone is putting something in your hand. They're sliding a glass your way. They're prompting you to drink more. You have a choice to indulge and you know if you indulge anymore it's going to put you over the mark and you're going to be inebriated and you're going to find yourself in a sin not in the blessings of God. But if you refrain and you say no I know my, my limit I can't go any further than this what is it? it's a sacrifice when someone makes you mad and maybe you want to spout off at the mouth or maybe you want to become a keyboard ninja you know what I'm saying man I tell you what I like to smack some keyboard ninjas boy I tell you right up or maybe you want to go full on old school or go Hawaii style you know what Hawaii style is Hawaii style hey bro let's just meet up in the backyard let's get this thing going In other words, let's get some pounding and grounding word rolling. Maybe you're one of the three when someone upsets you, but yet you refrain because you know the Bible says that blessed is the peacemaker. The Bible says, turn the other cheek. The Bible says for us to react in love and kindness, not with our words, not with our fingers, and not with our elbows or our fist. When you are refraining from what your body and your emotions and your mind wants to do what is it it's a sacrifice so now present your bodies as a living sacrifice holy and acceptable to God this is your reasonable service what is it meaning what is a proper sacrifice of worship unto God it's not allowing your bodies to sin when your bodies want to sin what it is now what so if there is an acceptable sacrifice there is an unacceptable sacrifice what is an unacceptable sacrifice an unacceptable sacrifice is you giving God what you want to give but not giving God what he wants you to give that's a kung fu kick wow right there boy Oh, I'm almost 50, and I got up there pretty high, didn't I? Well, I'm proud of myself. I'm hurting a little bit, but I'm still proud of myself. <laughs> I'll do the other side. Wow! That feels better. That feels better. You know what I'm saying, though, right? And, 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 uh, and, and we're so good about this. Oh, oh, we'll give God the emotions or the weakness that we're not too weak at, but we're, and we're tempted in the area of our weakness, Oh, just one more will be all good. Oh, I got the grace and mercy of God. Not, no one's looking. Nobody knows. You know, the excuses go on. But what happens, what happens is you are not offering an acceptable sacrifice unto God, and your worship is rejected. The biblical confirmation to that is Cain and Abel this was before the law this was before the Old Testament because some people argue about the Old Testament and the law and things don't apply to us and I love looking at biblical principles that happened before the law because what you see is the heart of God at play without being blinded or confused by the Old Testament law Cain and Abel was before the law Abel offered a sacrifice that pleased God. It was acceptable. Cain offered a sacrifice that was unacceptable. Whatever it was, it did not please God. So there is a principle. There is an experience here that teaches us that not all worship is equal. If you're wondering, we're we're, we're not going to cover part two today. Hit that week after next. Let's look at a pleasing aroma. I just kind of said that, so we'll brief through this. I just said that without me realizing it. So this was an acceptable sacrifice, which also causes us to realize there's an unacceptable sacrifice. And that is something we have to figure out within ourselves. Amen? Never again the ground will be cursed because of man what i find interesting is noah could have come out of this situation in one of two ways noah technically could have come out of this situation with a hard heart everybody's dead literally other than his boys and 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 their families of course his wife they they were dead God decimated them. God destroyed them. And then on top of that, Moses had to sit in this boat for over a year, just tossing back and forth, to and fro. And he could have come out of that situation a bit jaded with a bit of attitude. But he came come out of that situation with a heart to worship God. In spite of of what he experienced. And this is going this this is my this is this is my ender here. So worship if you guys want to go ahead and come. up, If I try to finish part 2 I, I I'll keep you a, 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 here another 30 40 minutes. I'm not going to do that. Like don't use your experience as a reason not to worship God in the proper way. Like, don't use your bad experiences in life. Don't use your lack for a reason to not come before God and to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. It's easy to do. You get hurt. You get offended. Maybe you feel like God has let you down. Maybe you experience a type of abuse. Maybe you lose your job. Maybe you lose all sorts of things. And and it's easy to come out of these scenarios, out of storms and floods, with a hard heart. Maybe not even a hard heart, but with a heart that just really doesn't want to give God our all. Maybe you don't blame God. I would be a bit scared to do that. But maybe you just don't worship like you used to worship. Maybe you're not as committed as you used to be committed. Maybe you don't do what you used to do for God. Maybe you don't live like you used to live for God just simply because of the flood that you've been in. I want to encourage you. Number one, God, the fact that you came through it is a testament to the fact that God saved you. You could have come through it worse, possibly. You could have lost more. You could have been damaged more. But the fact that, you've, that you're that you actually able... To continue worshiping living and being who god made you to be to me says that actually that god put you in an ark and he saved you and it may not have been the best case scenario when it comes to salvation noah living on a boat with a whole bunch of animals and his family without any escape for a whole year Some would say that's not the best case scenario. But it's better than dying. It's better than losing his family. It's better than losing his future. And Moses had to realize the sovereignty and the goodness of God in that whole scenario. And because his heart Stayed pure and soft before the Lord, he came out of the flood giving God the proper worship, and because he gave God the proper worship, oh thank you, Holy Ghost. He just gave me something. Just reminded me. <laughs> the reverse was the curse was reversed. How do we know? Man, this is good. It, it, it might bless me more than it blesses you. How do we know this went into effect? I don't have it in front of me, so I'm paraphrase it. What happened after the worship, and what happened after the blessing, is the Bible says Noah built a vineyard, and he grew grapes he made wine. And he partook of the produce of his land that used to be cursed. I don't know if you I don't know if, if, if that's clicking. Think about it. God or Noah worshiped God blessed. Noah went to work. God blessed the work of Noah. That work was a byproduct of what used to be a curse that had been reversed because of worship. What used to be a curse, what used to be hard, what used to be closed heavens for your life can be A growing vineyard where the grapes abound, wine, which represents the Holy Ghost, is consumed, and the blessings are received. All because Noah gave God the right kind of worship. sacrificial worship unto the Lord. Your curse can be reversed. Can be reversed. You just have to, and I want to I emphasize this word, you have to consistently, it's not a one and done. It doesn't work that way. I don't have time to prove this to you scripturally, but you have to consistently worship God the right way. This is so important because Jesus told the woman at the well that God is looking for those to worship him. In spirit and truth. How do you worship in spirit and truth? We worship in spirit by loving God with all of our heart, all of our soul, and all of our mind. How do we worship in truth? By sacrificing what our bodies want to do in order to live by truth. says, God is looking for it. Why did, why, why did Jesus say this to this woman? Because she wasn't doing it. She was a fallen angel, uh, lack of better terms, a fallen daughter. She wasn't worshiping, wasn't loving God with all of her heart, and she had skipped around from men to man, from men to men to men. To the point I think she was with her fifth men at that fifth man, excuse me, at that story, and then they were shacking up. And then when she left when jesus finished he said go and sin no more but in order to straighten her out what what i mean this is this is really awesome in order to straighten her out and to bring her back into the fold to be a daughter of zion so that she can experience what god has promised that she would experience through her father abraham he simply taught her about worship and he didn't tell her to go sacrifice a bunch of animals he told her to worship in spirit, loving God with everything that's in you, and in truth, doing what pleases God. Oh, that's good. Amen. Stand to your feet. Thanks so much for joining us. We hope God spoke to you personally through this message and continues to encourage you throughout the coming weeks.